Welcome to the Outside Groove Podcast with Troy Pennington and Max Guilford. Today we're talking about how daunting it is getting to America and racing at such tracks such as Terre Haute and Lawrenceburg for the first time. We also touch on how we can get more Kiwis up into the pinnacle of speedway racing in the USA. We hope you enjoy. We, we crashed a lot. Really? I think at the moment, <clears throat> touch wood. I don't do any more, but I've crashed more this year than I ever have in my life. Why is that just stupid? not your fault, or...? No, more me. I don't know. I ran so good. Like, we had our motors running way too good. We had our cars all bound up and bouncing and buck. Like, it was just scary to drive. Yeah. And then one day, I went out there after we built one of my other cars back, and we put it back together. You go out there, it rolls around. It just rolls around like, like it was broken like the motor was dull and i come back in i'm like scott i think the motor's broken <laughs> no i just detuned it i just took all the power out of it and moved the power curve all the way to the start I'm yeah like, huh. well it runs now <laughs> yeah because i swear some of the nights watching sprint week it just looks so tight like a gas city and your quality lamp and that was before we took the power out of the motor like the problem and i think i've learned a lot about how to how what we do wrong at home in the midget like, my thing always looks so bound up and tight in the midget, and now I know why. It's because it runs... Yeah, it, and it's exactly right. You want your power from exit to, like, the flag stand. Yeah. And stand the tyres up and let the car turn and move, and you control the car instead of the car controlling you. And yeah, we yeah. finally did a different car. Yeah, right. As, yeah, you can see those good guys, eh? They, yeah, they just drive them so much differently to... Like, they never get them bound up. They're always just in the rev range, kind of spinning the wheels. Good. We were talking about this on the way home last night. Like, me and Scott went racing this weekend by ourselves. Just me and him, which is the coolest thing I've done in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Is that, was that at Lincoln Park? Yeah, that was at Lincoln Park in Terre Haute. We, uh, we kind of went down there with this car we put back together from, because we, we crashed it sprint week, and that car that car's behind the shop that thing's junk it pushed the halo in it, it moved a lot around and it, it really wasn't safe to fix but so yeah we go down to Terre Haute oh sorry Putnamville we draw 50 a pill 57 which puts us we're thinking somewhere in the middle there was 30 cars we were last group so you only group qualify which is fine at the local shows we uh <clears throat> we go out we ran three laps that I thought were all terrible like I just was bad the way we have the car now is so different to how we've run every other show there and it just does a lot of different stuff yeah so we we go out that's cool we set quick time in our group I'm like man okay and there's no reception there so it's hard you can't look at race monitor or nothing so Scott's like yeah okay we're quick time in our group that's all cool we'll start four from the heat and then they came and got me and we're like well you were quick time in the, the overall tonight as well so I was like wow oh, okay <laughs> Okay, so being bad, eh? we really weren't too bad. <laughs> yeah. So that was a cool night. We uh, started fourth in the heat. I made a really big mistake getting into the back of the guy in front of us. And it pushed, and I couldn't get it to turn, and I think we were back to seventh. We drove back to third. Probably could have got second, so we start twelfth in the A. We get rolling really good, and it rubbered down off a two at Putnam, which is kind of where it always does to begin with. And it had a monster curve. Well, it had a monster curve coming off at four, and it didn't really have much going into three. And two was kind of big as well. Uh, sorry, coming into one was kind of big as well. So we, we started getting around the top really good, and we were 
seventh and yellow come out and we kind of we just struggled a little on the restart i think we lost a little right rear air, air pressure and it just it got to the rubber and didn't do what i thought it would do when it got to the rubber and i made a mistake and we let two cars by us and i think we were in 10th or three cars by us and we were in 10th what are they they look was, awful to drive like they actually look like absolute pigs to drive when you get off the gas or you're trying to actually race someone like they look like sick cars to like drive on your own but as soon as you've got to get into combat they look like absolute oh, i don't even know how to describe it is that what they're actually like though i i think the biggest different and we're still in the phase of i'm holding on for dear life at times because i'm <laughs> and and it's funny for me to say that because it doesn't look like it but sometimes i'm holding on for dear life going this thing's scary to drive and it's <laughs> and it's just crazy from going from a midget which is so quick to quick to move and every little input does something and you can yeah. You can use the brake to get it turned and stopped and still hit the bottom if you're a little far past it. And the the only thing in a midget I'd say to a sprint car is when you bang the curb in a midget and you get it wrong, it, it is worse. Like when you get the curb in a sprint car, you've got enough pedal still, you've got enough tyre, you got all of that to kind of blow through it or bounce off it and keep going. Yeah, they, I don't know, from the outside watching on flow racing, they look way nicer to drive on a slick track than when it's, real gripped up like gas city and you're trying to run <laughs> run a race on a real gripped up track just looks looks hard and almost unenjoyable is it unenjoyable or is it actually still good fun the challenge i think was? when we when we've got the car when we've got it to drive and it, it digs and doesn't get flopped over on the right side which is kind of what we've been struggling with recently it's it's terrifying when it gets stuck on the right side so hard because it just makes so much grip yeah. um and then, and then all the grip just goes away like a light switch, and then we struggle to get off the turn. So it's, it kind of, that bit's unfun, but when we get it right, it's really fun to drive. Like, it get when you get it set into the corner and it, and it digs and, and pulls the front up and drives off the corner well, and, you, and you're racing somebody like that. And I think, for us, racing pe- I find racing people in one of those easier than racing by myself. Really? Is that just because you've got someone to gauge against, or...? Yeah, and I and I think, and you kind of run them a little differently. You're not a lot of it's how you run your foot because they've got 900 horsepower. <laughs> yeah. So being able to run your foot good enough to keep the tires under it and not spin the tires too hard and get it stood up and and get it moving around is kind of its is its biggest thing. And that's what we've been working on the past three weekends where we've run like we ran gas city we got the motor running better we ran putnamville and we really got the car going good and i just made a couple mistakes myself because i'm still really learning we're on in a in a sense night four of the new program and the and it's a lot better than where we came from and then terra hope we were fourth quick and out of only 15 cars but there was an msc show and there was a top set there was seven new set guys there so it was uh we kind of felt good about that yeah yeah i, I guess just trying to put it like Comparing it, like, I know the TQ, for me, they're, like, the complete opposite of a sprint car, underpowered, but still, in my opinion, way too overgripped. Like, the axles is way too small. Um, and I know, like, when you get the TQ wrong and it's just pushing or it doesn't turn, it's up on two wheels, it's, like, the absolute worst car to drive. So it's just what, like, you know, I was comparing it to the sprint car, but, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think you're right there. Like, you, you watch the TQ stuff at home and... And when you're running around the bottom and it gets stuck into something quite meaty and picks the left side up and it's kind of, you don't have enough throttle to really bring it down. You don't, you, there's not a lot you can do apart from ride it out and, and, and hope it's not too much of a mistake sort of thing. And that's, 
that's where like in the sprint car you make a mistake like that and you're and at a USAC race you're guaranteed to be passed by two guys. <laughs> yeah, that's just a quality of field day. Yeah, like making a mistake here costs you a couple positions, ten car lengths at least if you don't lose a position. And it's the biggest thing I've had to adapt to. Like you make some mistakes at home and you're not really gonna get passed and you probably only lose two car lengths, three car lengths. Yeah. Yeah. What was um Terra Hope like? Was have, did you race there last year or was this year your first time going there? We really like well, we participated last year at Terra Hope. Um we went there for, I think they didn't want to take me there originally because they were a little worried. Because yeah. uh, that's a half mile, like that's a big half mile, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's people ask me about it from New Zealand, like from home, and I just say it's kind of like racing at home because it's flat. It's just really, really big. Like it's big, it's like, wide, it's fast. Do, do you feel like you're going fast, or the fact that it's so big, you don't actually feel that you're going as fast as you necessarily are? Because like I remember talking to people like at Bay Park, like even though you're going way faster at Bay Park, it almost feels slower because it's so wide is that kind of what it feels like and it is like i i went out for dinner with the bsl guys uh they're still on indy for the bc race and i when we were talking about it i was like well it's kind of like bay park because it's so wide you get in big and you make your arcs differently to get around the racetrack and it and it really does it slows down on a long run yeah oh like when i first went to Terre Haute, we went out for hot laps and i remember we were like there was a usac show sprint week and we were I want to say like a second and a half away from quick time. And I'm like, wow, we're going to go, we're going to go far. We're going to go. We ran like a 20, a 21, nine in quick time was like a, a 26, 25 or something, something like that. And I'm like, man, we got to go that much faster. So we go on qualifying. I think we were a 10 for two quicker. So we're getting better. We go back at the beginning of this year and we could run a, a, a late, 20 early 20 i think it was a 22 21 we ran this year at the start of the year and at the msc show and the track was really good we had a at the end of the front stretch we were rolling good we were from 12th to 7th and this thing was good like i was happy with how it drove we just put a new motor in it because we threw the rod outside of another one and i was really enjoying this it was nice it was kind of raining the whole day like it was a really weird deal it rained most of the day when we were there but it was missed oh yeah so it kept the track fairly tacky and it had a curb and like you could run on the curb and it was cool. We yeah. had the right front bolt that holds the steering arm to the tie rod brake. Oh, that's it right. Turned, it just turned the left, uh, the right front right and it kind of just took the car in that direction. I couldn't stop nothing. I hit the wall at about 120 miles an hour and that I thought I broke my foot. Like I was kind of lying on the car was on its side and I was lying there trying to work out what had happened and I couldn't feel my foot and one of my crew guys made it there before the safety guys made it there. Fire out. <laughs> and I'm like, where in the hell am I? Like, what happened? And it was just, <laughs> oh, we, I got out, looked at the car, the whole right side's gone. Like, it tore the rear end. Anything down the right side was gone. Like, it yeah. tore off. Did the, you pancake the wall or something, or did you just... It got just... it with the right front and pushed the nose of the car across, but then it got the right rear and, like, shred it. Just destroyed this wheel. Like, it's a Kaiser and... <laughs> It just blew apart. It smashed the inner and it bent the rear end back. It broke every radius rod on that side. It tore the tank off. The frame was... Well, we're running that frame again, but it pushed it across pretty bad. And we're like, wow, that hurt. Yeah, going almost double the speed on what you would pancake the wall and back at home. And uh, it's pretty scary. Yeah, and, it, and it's weird because 
we were racing in the middle of the track at that point and it took so long to get to it. I'm like, I'm going to hit this really. Oh yeah. I'm going to hit this. And then this happened. And I'm like, man, that took way longer than I expected. <laughs> so it slows down slow motion. eh? It, and it does. And they were like, well, you want to go back to Terra Hart? I'm like, yeah, sure. Go back. Like, it's fine. And I'm like, man, you are stupid. I'm like, no, it's, it's okay. So when we went back there on, on Sunday, we went out for qualifying. There's only 15 cars. We were fourth quick, second quick in our group, fourth quick overall, and we were in it. Like we were, we ran a twenty point five or twenty point six, and it was like, wow, this okay, we're really good. Like yeah. we're better than we need to be. Go out in the heat race, track blown off. We were terrible. Like, just, oh, really? we ran, yeah, we ran fourth, which was okay. We started third, ran fourth. You know, it wasn't great, but we knew what we needed to do to make the car better. Start of the main, we. We got going really good, and then it rubbered down off a two, and I missed the rubber once and let a car by, and then we kind of just got rolling. Everyone was the same speed in the end, so we ended up seventh, which is not bad. We were we were content with that. Like it's a good stepping stone for me and Scott. It was just for the two of us. It was kind of like, well, it's kind of it's hard work, but it was fun. Like we had a lot of fun that weekend. Yeah, for sure. I think that's what some of us forget. Eh? It is also about fun, even though you're spending all this money and trying to make it you still got to remember that we are racing for fun right yeah and it, it is and if you're not and that's always been our biggest thing if and even at home if it's not fun don't bother oh 100 like, it, it's hard work but and it can be hard work after week after week when you don't get the results you want and you, you keep persisting like we had that this year and i'm sure you've had it too with your tq but during that christmas period when we got this new motor and i couldn't figure it out couldn't get it to run i couldn't get the car to run anywhere near as good as i wanted it to we spent a day when we over christmas there had that time off and it was this i spent the whole day trying to work out what was wrong with this thing and we finally worked it out for that 50 lapper and got it re- going way better yeah but i'm sure you've had those problems like what if, like during the season you've had probably oh. ups and downs I know you were good at start and you... last last year was the <laughs> Last year was the worst roller coaster I think I've ever had in speedway. Like, you know, you usually get rough patches and then it kind of only lasts one or two races. But last year, I think I had like the whole Christmas stretch from Boxing Day until we left for Christchurch. I just had uh, stupid stuff go wrong, like stuff that you can't even foresee happening. Like down in the South Island, we had a we had an injector get blocked um, and that leaned out a cylinder. Yeah, I was, that was me after that awesome run. And then... That was honestly the coolest thing. We had all that help in Christchurch. We had the the whole engine rebuilt in three days um, by people that already had jobs and things happening, and they just pulled the right strings. That was awesome. But, yeah, this year was just such a tough run. Like, we had DNFs and bad luck, and the one night I would run good, they inverted the whole field. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> but, yeah, you just got to keep going, and then good results come, and it makes it so much worth it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, towards the end of the season there, I really didn't, I, like after Christmas and we had that crash and put me in hospital and I wasn't really a hundred and I couldn't race for three weeks, which was as much as I didn't like it at the time. And I wanted to race and I tried to, um, there was no way around it, but it probably did me some good. You thought three weeks is bad. Remember when we got together in quarter midgets and I was out for like eight. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I was like, man, this concussion is the longest concussion I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. hundred percent. How about, um, Oh, back about talking about old uh, Terre Haute. What was Lawrenceburg like to run on? Because, like, you know, as a kid from New Zealand, we don't really see much. Well, in fact, I, I've only seen the two shows that I've watched in person. But um, 
like, you know, watching those loud pedal videos from 2012, 2013, 2014, and you see Terra Hope, um, Lawrence Berg, and all those those massive tracks, and they just make you so intrigued. Like, I think when I saw those as a kid, that's what made me want to race a wingless sprint car. What was it like in person running uh, Lawrence Berg? Um, it, it is funny you talk about that because I love Lawrenceburg and Terre Haute. They're my two favorite tracks. I love going to Lawrenceburg. We had our best run there. We ran sixth at the start of the season there. And I and we ran decent at Sprint Week show. I just buried myself in qualifying. It was my fault. We ran from, we had to run the C, but we made it out of the C, started 20th in the B and ran like seventh. We were two spots out. Yeah. Or one spot out of the A and... And I don't know what it is about those places, but we just don't have them at home. We don't have any of the racetracks over here at home, but it's it's just the feeling of going that fast and knowing you respect the places. Like I, there's you got to respect every place, but those fast tracks you have a lot of respect for you because you know when you mess up there, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, that's pretty funny because I remember Hayden Williams saying that his favorite track was Lawrenceburg too. It's like the complete opposites of tracks we get in New Zealand. It's massively banked and it's huge, whereas New Zealand, you know, we're flat and small. <laughs> and, it, and it races, but it's really, the how it rate, like the first time I ran there, I was blown away. Like, they were like, you got to get in the banking. I'm like, I, I am in the banking, aren't I? And they're like, nope, <laughs> you're not in the banking. <laughs> like, huh, okay. Mike Forsey was just, the same. And it's the same, like, it, it's just, and I think it helps when you come home. For anyone in New Zealand that can get over here to race and is fortunate enough for the opportunity, like Hayden and Travis are at the moment, and I am, and Campbell Stewart was. Yeah, Campbell Stewart was this year, which is cool to see. He ran for Keith in that micro deal, which, and he was really good in it. Um, it's it's an eye opener into how New Zealand could be run, and I think the more people we get over here that can experience the the tracks and how the tracks are run and series are run, I understand that the health and safety of all of it means it's harder to run a series, but uh, it, it'd be cool to have something, not so much the tracks, but just a series that's like USAC or the Boss Sprint Car Series out of Ohio or even Power Ride. Yeah, 100%. Just something that you can... Yeah, race for points sort of towards for a whole season at different tracks, eh, as opposed to just running Western Springs every weekend. Yeah, instead of having... Because the big thing up here is track championships, right? And yeah. I get we have track championships at home with, like, the Springs and whatever, but we never... It's never a big thing. Like, at home, it's more about winning features. Yeah, yeah, just winning each race as it comes sort of thing. No, no series to chase. Exactly, and it, and it kind of change. I think it changes the way you race. Like you, you. I don't know how it is in the TQs, but I know in the midgets we have a we have, and I think it's called the Western Spring Series. But it's only like seven rounds or six rounds out of the twelve. Yeah. So you never race for a championship, whereas in like the USAC or any series up here, you're racing for that championship. So you have to think about what's a right move at the time. Like if you run fifth that night, you could have run third, but you ran fifth, and it's a good points haul, and you move on to the next one because you race so often. Yeah, 100%. I, that's what makes it hard for us is, you know, only racing once a once a week. makes it hard. Um, I don't really think New Zealand has the facilities to race more than that either, eh? Like, it's an expensive sport, and there's not many people that can do it down here. And, and I think you're right about that. And But a lot of the, the problem is, like, and I've talked to people about this before, and James Salwin was one of them. I talked to him about it before. I don't know if he's going to like me saying this or not, but Kiki used to run on a Sunday. 
Yeah. And that was that was cool because you could run. I was this was before my time, and I think probably before your time too. 100%. We ran. They would they would run Western Springs on a Saturday, and Bright spilled me in on a lot of this. They ran Western Springs on a Friday. Oh, sorry, Saturday. And ran Kiki on a Sunday. And I get it's a day show and the track wasn't great. But it just meant they got to run twice a week. And it was... Sunday was kind of a fun day. Like you go to Ellesmere and that was... When you're racing Christchurch, you'll run Ruapuna on a Saturday and run Ellesmere on a Sunday. But the difference is Ellesmere's a badass track. That's the best <laughs> track, I think. In- a hundred percent. I was so gutted this year when we went there and we did all of about four laps before it dropped the cylinder. I was so gutted. Whatever they do there and how they prep the track people around New Zealand need to look at because that is a cool track. Oh yeah, when you've got <laughs> when you've got quad bikes running almost on the fence and then TQs, I remember that like just watching that feature, there was Bryce was ripping the fence down. It wasn't really quick, but he was still able to run a TQ right around the fence. Um and then guys were on the bottom too making good moves. So it was so so unbelievably cool. I think I've got yeah, the no, GoPro yeah. footage from your car eh, from when you were running the top as well up on my YouTube. That was cool. That, and that was what I was just going to allude to there. Like, that is, that is kind of how we race in America. And I watched that video back the other day just to, to watch how far we've come. And it's kind of like, wow, I could do that a lot better now. And, and, it's, and it's funny how you look at that. But you, you go back to watching that video or any Alzheimer show that's run on a Sunday. It's hot. It's in the middle of summer. And somehow the track still has grip and it's around the fence. And it's really cool. And you don't even wear tires out either. <laughs> even though don't it wear like... Like, it's a cool day. You go to the bar afterwards and nobody hates each other. The officials are all easy. There's no penalties. You all get along with each other. And that's the one thing I like about that place. It's it's relaxing. It's like racing in America. If you have a problem, you voice it. Yeah, 100%. And touching back on the getting Kiwis up to America, it'd be, I think the more Kiwis you get up there as the years go on, I think it will prove a path though because like, CJ's proved well. Um, Hayden's done a good job showing how good Kiwis are. Pickens, obviously, everyone knows about Pickens, but I think we're slowly broadcasting New Zealand as a motor, like as a speedway nation. Because when I went up there, not many of them knew New Zealand was. I had Mike and a couple of guys on my team like, "Oh yeah, you're from New Zealand," and everyone else just thinks you're from Australia, and they don't really know you or don't don't yeah, if you know what I mean. And, and I, yeah, I think you're really right about that. Like, it's you. You talk to people over here, and they're like Michael Pickens. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Michael. Like, and he, and not taken away from, him, he's a bloody good race car driver, and he is what he is. And he's been the forefront of New Zealand, New Zealand midget racing over here for years. And he's really put midget racing in New Zealand on the map, which is which is awesome for what he's done. And it's it's cool now because they they know Hayden, and Hayden's ran. He ran his best race of fourth at at Kutztown and PA, which was awesome to watch. And and it's kind of like now they're starting to get on that and with their midget program with their slinger and, and spike and the bullets and, and whatever. And then we, we're we starting to, I feel like we're moving in the right direction with our non-wing and no one's really tried from New Zealand to run the non-wing stuff really well. And I and I want to be the first one to do that and run good with Scott and then we can look at some midget stuff and then you running your micro, you kind of put your name into the micro scene. I don't really know anyone that's done that and you and CJ are now the first two to do that. Yeah, 100%. Obviously, I've been planning to go back the last two years, but uh, COVID's made it a bit hard with university life and school life because you just can't afford to take that. Like it's already enough time off, and then you've got the next two weeks in quarantine. And like last year, just couldn't get up and at all. But um, yeah, I'd like I urge anyone that can get the opportunity up there. Like I don't know, I never really talked about how long I've been trying to get up there, but I had been trying since I was like thirteen. It was way too early to be trying, and then. 
eventually got the deal with Mike when I was um, after my first year of TQs and I think we learned so much in such a short span of racing and I'm sure CJ would be interesting to talk to CJ see how his trip went but obviously his results yeah. proved how good the Kiwi talent is um, like you know never driven one of those cars and he was always up in the top the top running cars which is pretty impressive and I think and I think that's right and any Kiwi that's looking to do it like my first I mean, I've kind of had a, I had an interesting way of getting into it. It all came about from uh, Tyler Courtney's old man, um, and it and it started that way. And I drove for uh, AJ Falker and his midgets at Midget Week in 2015, and that was actually my first ever midget start, technically, because we only ran an F2 the year before, and <laughs> it was an IO. And it shows when when you have the best equipment. Like now, I'm driving for Matt Goodnight and June Goodnight at Goodnight Racing and Benick Enterprises. And their stuff has got to be the the nicest stuff you can buy. It, everything we have is nice. It's all laid out. I work on my car, and and anything it needs replacing is replaced. It's not a oh maybe we can run that for longer. It's throw it away and start again. Like and I like that. And it yeah. shows when you got stuff what happens to the results when you when you try run something that's slightly used or or it's not quite there it, you're just going to struggle because everybody up here now has a spike toyota or a spike sr11 or or one of those motor combinations with a chassis combination and it's so hard to beat coming with an older wrestlinger or a or a fontana or something in that nature a gertie or a ford or something like that yeah so i think if anyone is aspiring to do it i think chase your dreams and try to do it but try do it in the way that's going to put you best in front of people for up here because a lot of it's car owner driven and sponsor money driven and if you can put yourself in front of someone in a in a decent car that you can do well in and, and start showing your name and talking to car owners and and just meeting with people and talking to people they love talking to kiwis they think it's the coolest thing ever you talk about new zealand you you talk about racing there and and i've met a lot of people that way and i've got a i've got a kid at races a three or five right now and they want to come down and race for the summer in a midget and i'm as soon as the borders open i'm full on for that they can come down and and they can live with us and race midgets and that's just the connections you make yeah 100 percent. what about um i guess we kind of jumped over your trip that you did was it last year or the year before when you went up and just solely worked for clawson and did a bit of racing on the side like that must have networked you to so many people working for such a high profile team yeah, that was uh, that was twenty nineteen. So that was the last year Bryce came to the states, and that's how and that's how that whole thing came about. I would have never had that without him, with his connection to Brian when he came down, and then knowing Tim Clawson when and Sunshine when Clawson Marshall started back in I think that was like twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, somewhere around there, and that's how that started. And I turned up there not knowing a hell of a lot. You know, I was this kid from New Zealand that had raced a midget for a season, kind of being taught a little bit of stuff and knew how to do stuff. And they started and they started me off on cleaning. My first job for, I think, the month, first month I was there, three weeks I was there, was all you're going to do is clean. Yeah. And if you can make it past cleaning for three weeks, we may let you do something else. I ended up, <laughs> when I left, being between me and Frenchie, he did a lot of the sprint car tyres and I did mainly all the midget tyres and we ran four midgets at that time. So we had... I think we were doing 20, I want to say it was about 15 tires a night. So I would mount and groove 15 oh, right. tires a night. <laughs> and a lot of people don't realize that at home about where, how I've had, a, how, how it started for me. I haven't always been a driver. I've 
worked on race cars and i know you're the same you work on your own race cars during the week between university and and all of that and you have an appreciation for how much time it goes into doing this and that's kind of where i come from too i i work on my sprint car now i work on midgets at home i i'm building a team at home and and it's kind of get an appreciation where some kids that just turn up and race don't understand how much effort and time goes into them. Yeah, yeah, and I guess that's another avenue that, I mean, for kids wanting to get up into, or even adults wanting to get up into America, like, just go and spend a season crewing on their stuff, eh? Like, I mean, we, we didn't do a hell of a lot, but it's an eye-opener, and just getting the opportunity to go up and crew for, it doesn't even have to be the best of the best team, just someone that's running the USAC or a national trail, just, You'd learn so much. I see CJ's crewing for BSL now, um, and I can only imagine he's learning just as much. And just being at a racetrack that often, you if you're not learning something, you're doing something wrong, in my opinion. And, and you are right. Like it, it's it's more you get because America's so big, and the only way, the only thing I can put it down to, America's so big. There's so many people with money right now because business is going well. You can't travel a lot. COVID, whatever. All these people are buying race teams and they're well-funded, they've got good drivers and there's a market for crew people. Like, they're, they're running out of crew people. Um, <laughs> so, for anyone in New Zealand that wants to to work on race cars and possibly get the opportunity, like, you look at Corsa Marshall with Cole Bodine and, and Sunshine's another example of those two. And then you have you have other people like uh, Zane Hendricks that worked at Goodnight. He got an opportunity to drive a sprint car and he took that from working with them and and uh, th- there's a bunch of people like there's a list that goes on about it, and you, and you never know. But I think if you if you are someone in New Zealand that's younger or even even a little older but wants to get into it and learn a lot in a hurry, that's the way to do it. Yeah, hundred percent. And then you obviously network with the right people, eh? But what was it like running the? Did you run Sprint Week or Midget Week or both of Claus and Marshall? Uh, I ran. So when we, I ran Midget Week. I don't. Yeah. I I was getting midget stuff ready for Pennsylvania, maybe. Yeah, we went to Pennsylvania, so we raced. Sprint week was like we finished on a Saturday. We went to Pennsylvania on a Monday, so I was busy getting midget tires ready and going and picking them up, siphoning them, grooving them, sizing them, getting them ready to go, dismounting them, so we'd all roll on the trailer for that Monday. But I ran midget week, and that was five nights of. Uh, we ran four cars every night, but we blew at least two motors up every night. <laughs> How? How grueling was like? Was it the best weeks of your life? The hardest? Like, what? What was the easiest way to describe the midget week as a crew guy? It, as a crew guy working on midget week or sprint week, it's it it's hell. Like it it's enjoyable, but it's like you look back on it and you're like, man, that was really fun. You have a whole like if you if your crew gets along, you have a great time. Like it, it it's really fun. You and the two days you get off in between in sprint week, you kind of relax and you all do something in it, and it's good fun. Um, I mean, when we ran Midget Week with Clawson's, we had uh, a lot of engine problems with, with the way Gary had those motors at the time. There was something wrong with them, and and they they were they were having issues. So we'd keep going to backup cars. And I remember between me, Frenchie, Rizzy, and I think Adam Wallace from Australia was there. We were flat out trying to get cars up and down from the upstairs and changing <laughs> gears and getting stuff swapped over and. And it was just, we'd be washing six cars a night instead of four, and and it just, it's a lot more workload. Yeah. What's, um, what are you guys' plans for this upcoming year in New Zealand? Um, it's kind of, I've been so focused on running in America and and trying to make that my priority. I've, I've left New Zealand on the back burner a little bit, but we've got, 
great people at home working on it right now like ivan keady's working on a little project which is going to be released uh in some time in the near future which i'm really looking forward to and and tim from ivan's back on board with with sponsoring there's the main sponsor again and we're running i'm really looking forward to running three cars with him as a as a minimum now his son carlos is stepping into the into oh, this uh, into the venom honda we have uh, and then we've got a quarter midget graduate joining in the Bryce Townsend scholarship car. He received that at the end of the season, which I think he was a deserving recipient of that after working the summer for me and, and learning a lot. We all got on great. And the biggest thing for me is having a team that gets on together. Oh, 100%. I know firsthand after helping crew for you guys at some meetings that you guys are probably, even when stuff goes wrong, I mean, Timmy's probably the best person for you guys to have. Eh? He's always so positive. I mean, I know when you get out of the car and you're in a bit of a shitty, Timmy's always always looking at the bright side of things. When, at least whenever I'm around and see him, he's always looking at the bright side of things. That's pretty it's good people and to have behind is, you. He keeps me really motivated between between stuff. I get down on myself a lot because I think we should run better than what we do sometimes. And I feel like our stuff is the ni- is some of the nicest stuff in the country and it should run a lot better than it does occasionally. But he, he keeps me going a lot and... I feel like when we brought Sean on into the team, he was a really good, really good fit for the team. Like he fitted in really good. We ran good. We had a good time, and the re- result showed that we could do it. Um, I'm I'm planning on running twenty odd shows in the midget stuff, and I'm working on a sprint car deal to finish out with our sprint car. I sold the motor, so I'm just working on a sprint car deal for the motor and and see where that leads us so we can run some more sprint car stuff. And I, I'm wanting to focus more on running Carlos and Shaden and maybe a rental deal, so we might focus on that a little more too. So we'll, And we'll just focus on the big stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Looking forward to it. It's going to be another good year. And I hope you can come and help out at some point because it's, it's hard work for one person, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we have a great But what's, what's your plans for this year? I know you're going to run the TQ again. Uh, yeah, we're just piecing together the TQ operation again. It's taking a bit longer than uh, expected. You know, we should usually be having the car almost on wheels at the moment. Um, just waiting to get our chassis back from the powder coaters. But um, we've made quite a few uh, setup changes. So, uh, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Hopefully it's going to go well. But um, the TQs are planning a lot of racing this year. They're trying to follow follow a couple series, Rotorua is running five nights of TQs on Friday night, so we might try to get to some of those. That's um, really cool. Yeah, not not sure how feasible it will be for us to get to Rotorua for as many meetings as possible, but, um, you know, seat time will be so cool. And then the TQs, are, I'm assuming Gisborne will run their Masters series again. That's always cool to get some Auckland cars down there because they race for pretty good money for TQ racing uh, down there. And then, We'll be probably travelling down there because we've got our Grand Prix down there. Then Napier's got our Nationals. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a pretty exciting season um, just for speedways in general. There's a lot more open-wheel racing going on. Um, I know when the TQs ran down in Wellington last year, they networked and got a few people in Wellington addressing. So um, there's sort of open-wheel clubs popping up all over the country and sort of resurgence, I think, more than anything of uh, open-wheel racing, not necessarily in midgets, but all over. Which is cool, like midget, and the midget deal. I think is gonna it's gonna stay about the same, but it's cool to see that because TQs is a stepping stone, and mini sprints is a stepping stone to the sprint cars or midgets or, or wherever they end. So I think the more people you can get involved and and have Speedway New Zealand sort of change their ways a little to to suit to suit the open wheel class a bit better and have 
attracts more receiving and welcoming of of those open wheel guys is really cool to see like we we get to race a lot around the country i think we've got maybe two trips to the south island this year coming up and we race pretty much everywhere in the north island this year too so that's that's going to be really cool to see and 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 for midget racing if we can get a series going again which i'd really like to do where it races around the country and pays good money and and we can get people to buy into it i'd really like to do that yeah 100% it's just good to see uh yeah good open wheel racing numbers again just putting on good shows wherever they go that's the main thing i think is just got to everywhere we got to everywhere we go we got to put a good show on um i think i'm not sure about the midgets cuz i don't follow either of the midgets but the TQs we we usually put on a pretty good show um, everywhere we go. Like usually one or two lanes racing, and everyone's so quick at the moment. Like the midget class, like you've probably got ten like just Auckland cars that can win in Auckland. Then you go down to uh, Napier, and you had Dwayne Todd and a couple of other fast Napier locals into it. And then you go to across to uh, Gisborne, and then you've got the fast Gisborne locals there too. So it's going to be pretty exciting. And that, and yeah, and that's that's really cool to see because you go down there and you kind of like, man, we got this deal sorted, and you got the local guys that are that are that are competitive and can keep with you, and that's kind of like the deal when we go to Christchurch and and not in so much Stratford as well, but you get Hickman at Stratford and you get uh, Baggery and you get you get a lot of those guys that are good, and you go down to Christchurch and you got lumsden and webb and they race they race as good as those auckland cars and they're clean and they respect you and then you get uh you get uh who else you got you get glenn drury then you get jack Lowe, and and a lot of those guys are starting to come through as well and it's and it's cool to race those guys when you go down there yeah 100 percent. i think our having our nationals down at Greymouth was a pretty big equalizer last year um there's not many of us Auckland cars have ever run there. Very few of them that may have run last time the Nationals were there or Humber went down a day earlier or a week earlier. But, like, Greymouth was such a different track that any of us had ever raced on. So it really brought, like, it really condensed the field for the TQ Nationals and it was some of the hardest racing I've ever been part of. But it was so cool having, there was probably 20 to 25 cars that were quick every time they touched the track. So it was pretty exciting. And the way the format works for that too, it's you got to be on your game from the from the first heat race. If you get, and it's kind of a luck too. Like you, you got to have the luck, and it's the same for us when we go to a midget title. You got to have a lot of luck. You got to make your luck. You got to be fast all weekend. It's over the heat races, the points to start at the front of the A. You really want to be up the front. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, no, nah, should be a good year. I I think it should be. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting home in the. In the next month or two, and uh, with with quarantine allowing, and uh, I know the BSL guys are as well. I'm off to help them at the BC39 this week with Hayden Williams driving the uh, the bullet based bike Esslinger, which is which is going to be cool to see. And I'm looking forward to helping him. Oh, awesome! That'll be exciting to see. Hopefully, he goes well. Yeah, I I think he will. Like it's a small track. The Esslinger runs good on the on those sort of tracks, and and between me, Travis, and Campbell, I'm sure uh, for. Because Calvin's now come home, I'm sure between all of us, we'll, we'll sort something out and we'll get him going. <laughs> get up to some mischief. Oh, I'm sure we will, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's all part of the good fun. Nah, awesome, good stuff. Massive thank you for tuning in to the first episode of the Outside Groove podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed and to the bit of insight into how Kiwis can get to America and how daunting that trip is. Uh, just a touching note, hope everyone stays safe with this uh, COVID situation over New Zealand. Um, yeah, just stay safe, look after everyone, and hopefully we can get out of it as soon as possible.
Cheers.